Hello, everyone out there. My name is Ed Lee. This is episode two of my podcast. I was thinking to call it Interconnected uh, because it's about how things are connected, and uh, I think they're uh, wonderful, they're beautiful, and I like to talk about it. So we'll go with that for now. We'll see how it how it pans out. Just a recap of the first episode. I was really just talking about how I think that life is complicated,、uh, and running a business of of my own that has just Encompassed all parts of my life has brought me to a point where I really want to dive deeper into why is it that that I seek alignment in my life,、um, and also talking with others and to hear what they think about that, to hear about their process. So today I want to talk about the word process.、Uh, so for those of you who know me, I'm all about the process. To me, I think of process by looking at the the counterbalance of process, which is product. So, if we look at a project, right? Let's say I have a project to start a company. I could look at it on on two main fronts, right? So, one is the product. Another way we can call it is the result, right? So, I could set some goals there. I could say I want it done by by this time. Um, I want the company to have these kind of characteristics, like it's in this type of industry, it makes this amount of money, those kind of things, and those are super measurable, right? Because it's a product, because you can you can see it, you can feel it, you can touch it, and so those things I think are easier to quantify. Now, process—it's the in between of the input and the output. Something has to happen there. So as we're receiving things from the world, whether they're physical, like money, or they could be emotional things, like things that people say to us. You know, they could be good. They could be encouraging.、Uh, they could also be bad. They could also be words that break you down, right? So we're receiving this stuff on the input, and we're trying to do an output, which is product. So something has to happen in the middle, and I really call that the process. I love the、uh, podcast. You know how how I built this. It's one with Guy Raz and just all the stories of how these entrepreneurs built their companies. And you see the beginning and you see the result. But the thing that makes that podcast interesting to me as a fellow entrepreneur is that it uncovers, it reveals, it exposes that in between between like what you got and then what happened. So in my previous career, I went all over the world. Twenty、um, countries is what I counted to evangelize、uh, our product. I worked for for a robotics company, and I remember there was this、uh, this one gentleman. I was working with him. He's a little bit older than me, and、uh, when I told him that, hey, you know, my company is going to put me in charge of global sales,、uh, I, I remember he said, "Yeah, you're a great guy, but、uh, you're young and you're Asian." And because of those things, you're not going to be able to do it. Not exactly in those words, but something like that. Now I could tell you the end of the story. The output there is that actually I held my own. You know, at the end of I, maybe it's a two, three year journey, we had some success. And especially for you know someone as as young as I was, and all things considered, I think it was a it was a great job that I did. So I could just stop there, right? But when I share this story, I feel like. The most helpful thing to share is actually how did I process that? You know, I had a choice there. Do I reject it? Do I accept it? 
does it become uh, something that I totally ignore? Or is it something in between, right? That maybe there is some wisdom there and seeing how the world will view me. You know, what, what do I do? Now, here's the thing about the product, the output. If it's a wildly successful story, I do think that on some, at some levels, it's more appealing because people like to hear about successes. Here's the other thing, though. I also think people love to hear about failures. And maybe it's a newer concept that, that's kind of happening. You know, we hear about all the successes, but not a lot about the failures. But I do feel like people are, are more okay now sharing the failures. And I think that's a great thing in terms of the growth of humanity, like to be okay that it, it didn't work out. Now, I'll point to why. Why do I think people also want to hear about the failures? Is it because we love to see people fail? Maybe, maybe there's some of that going on, you know? Maybe there, yeah, sure, maybe there's some of that going on. I also think, and, and I would say the, the, the bigger point here is that I, I think people like to hear about the process. All right, so here we go. So here's the thing, guys. Regardless of input, regardless of output, if you focus in on the process, the in-between of those two things, there is always, and I'll underline always, there is always something to gain. So if there's always something to gain in focusing on the process, all of a sudden everything becomes really important. Because if there's always something to gain, I want to gain it. And what am I talking about? Am I talking about gaining um, prestige or popularity, money? Maybe sometimes, yeah. Sometimes the result turns out that way, but that's not what I'm talking about. You know, I'm talking about wisdom. And wisdom is something that is forever. Wisdom is something that you can carry with you regardless of what's happening around you in your life, regardless of how things turn out, regardless of the hand that you're dealt. You can carry wisdom with you. You can receive wisdom in anything, and wisdom can be used in everything. It doesn't matter if I am building a robot, walking my dog, if I'm watching a Netflix show, I can learn something there. That's how I can put my heart into the things that I do, because I believe that there's something to gain. There's wisdom to gain here. So one of the things that I constantly think about is leadership. You know, what, what is it? So here's a funny story. So I'm walking my dog, Daisy. For those of you who know me, I just love my dog, Daisy. Uh, maybe too much. I'd be the first to admit it. She's this golden uh, lab. And she's a senior, you know. So so the, the neighbors know me and my senior dog, you know, walking every day. And the thing about Daisy is that she's super stubborn. And I love that about her because, you know, she's had situations where, you know, her hip goes out. Or she's got, you know, because she's older, an older dog with arthritis, you know, she just doesn't give up. She doesn't stop. She needs to rest and not walk. Like she's just going to bark and she's going to keep walking. And, and so, there, you know, there's two sides of that, right? So what that part I love that, you know, she's going to push through and she's going to be like, you know, I'm not going to let this arthritis take me down kind of attitude. And it's actually inspiring in some ways. The, the tough part of that stubbornness is when I'm walking her and sometimes... You know, I could take her on a walk and dogs are funny this way. It's like they know the route. And sometimes, you know, it's like I got to get to the office. I'm going to take her in the morning um, and then and then I got to cut the route short. We got to go home. And those of you who have walked the dog, you guys might know this experience where the dog just sits down and does not move because it does because because the dog does not want to go that way. The dog wants to go their way. And my dog, you know, as a lab, once they sit, you can't do anything. 
you know, it's not like a little poodle or something. I could just pick up and be like, okay, yeah, that's funny. I'm going to take you home. It's like, no, she's sitting there and you cannot move her. It's like a lump. So she sits, you know, and then I say, uh, we got to go, right? So come and, you know, and I don't know what to do. I mean, there's, you know, I've tried bringing treats or something, you know, try to, you know, incentivize her to do good, follow me and all this stuff, right? Well, it's, well, it's really interesting. One, one day this happened, right? And I, I got kind of frustrated, but, but I had the wits about me. I had my wits about me. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get frustrated. Because you know what happens when I get frustrated? I just say, you know, I'm just going to pull the leash and just pull her collar. And then I'm like trying to pull her neck. And you're like, come on. And she's just sitting there and her like neck's kind of coming toward me. But she's like, I'm not going to get up. I'm not going to bring my hind legs to, to the up position because you can't move me. And then you just kind of fight, just fight that whole thing for, and then people drive by or are watching and laughing. And, and sometimes she does this in the middle of the street. Where I have to stop cars and say, you know, excuse me, my dog is stubborn and going through all this. So it's like, I've been there before. I'm not going to go there right now. I'm going to do something different. This is something that I've learned. Jill, our educational coach on our you know, team, she teaches us how to lead in the classroom. And one of the things she said is that if you tell a child in your classroom to do something or to not do something and they keep not listening... It's not the child's fault. It's your fault. You got to try something new. So I just kind of just popped in my head and it's like, okay, yeah, you know, I'm walking my dog and I'm also learning how to be a teacher. Like this is life, man. This is it's all connected, right? You guys know me now. It's all connected. I think I said, okay, well, what can I do differently? Rather than pull her, you know, what could I do? So this is what I do. I, I don't actually don't know, even know where it came from. I just got the idea. I just dropped the leash. I just dropped the leash and I walked away. I think before I wouldn't have done that because I was too afraid. Of, you know, she's going to like bolt, right? She's going to, you know, I drop the leash and she'd be like, great. You know, I, I, I want to get out of here and she's going to run away and, and, and she's gone. So maybe I'm too scared to do that. But that day I'm just like, you know what? I got to do something different. I just dropped the leash and I walked across the street to the other side of the street where I needed to go. And then I waited. And then the craziest thing happened. She gets up. And she comes to me. And at that moment, it's like no one really understands what's going on right now, right? They're just watching this guy and his dog. And this maybe looks kind of funny because you're like seeing a struggle. But then I'm just like also just drop it and I go. But in my heart, like something just clicked. I was like, dude, I just learned something. And then my, my mind starts formulating and I start. And that's what happens to me, right? I receive some input. Something happens. And then I start processing it and I start connecting it with the rest of my life. And I start hoping that I can bring this not only to my life, but in order to help others in their journeys. So all this is happening in my brain. Again, this is just like a dude on the street with his dog, right? But all this is happening. So as she's walking toward me, I'm like, dude, some, this is big. And you know what? It wasn't just that she came to me. I mean, that's like the result, right? The result was that she... My dog came to where I needed her to go. But that wasn't the thing that I was so excited about. Then it dawned on me. Okay, so this is the phrase that came to me. You're not leading until someone is following. You're not leading until someone is following. See, what happened to me is that at that moment when I dropped the leash and I went to the other side and I looked at her and just said, hey, you can make your own choice. 
I really want you to be over here with me, but I'm not going to force you. So I give her that freedom. She thinks about it. She gets up and comes. Do you know how uh, it feels as a leader when you know that people actually want to follow you? I know this is just about my dog, but it's actually about life. It's actually about my journey as a husband, as a boss, as a business owner. Right? These are the, that's what's going through my mind. So here's the thing. I never knew that my dog actually wanted to follow me. I honestly never knew that. Because up until that point, I'm just pulling her, man. I'm just saying, you got to go here. Hey, I'm the boss. You're going to, you know, I'm going to pull you over here. And if you get stubborn, you know, I'm going to get stubborn too. I'm the boss. I use food and that kind of controls her, right? Incentivize her and, and that's our relationship. Of course, it was deeper than that, but that's kind of like how it was, right? But it went into another level when I knew that she followed me. So that, that phrase came to me, right? You're not leading until people are actually following. And how do you know that people are following? You can't force them. You cannot force people to follow you. It's something that's a gift and it's such a blessing to those who lead, but we can't get there guys, unless we give that freedom. All right, so I'm done preaching, right? So that's my story about process. I wanted to share that because that is a story about a dog and a man on a walk. And I was just able to connect that with leadership in a business or leadership in a classroom. And the reason that I was able to do that was to really, really focus in on the process. The meaning of these things, guys, I want to show you a little bit of a, you know, kind of like a tour, a tour of the way that I see the world. When I go into uh, my class and I say, kids, building robots is like life. And some of the kids are like, what? Yeah, building robots is like life. In my class, it happens. I'm able to connect life saying, when we build robots, we build character. And character is eternal, man. I mean, I bring my character everywhere. And that's like the most important thing to me. It's about the character. A friend of mine, a mentor of mine, he says to me, you know, we're just talking kind of like this conversation we we're having now, like, you know, this relationship between product and process and which one's more important. Well, they're both important, but which one's more important? And if you had to pick one and, and, and this is what the guy says, my buddy Dio, he says, you know, not like this, you know, you know I'm going to kind of like say it all excited in my in my style. But so he didn't say it like this, but but it's basically the spirit of what he was saying. He was like, dude, I just realized something. It's not about the work. It's about the character of the work. It's not about the work. It's about the character of the work. And so that's something that just always has stuck with me. It's about the character of the work. And that's like the thing, the most important thing to me as an educator, um, as a leader. It's about the character of the work, man. The input, there's stuff that you can't control. We can't control that. We can't even control what the outcome of what happens, but we can control how we process that. We can, and that's where the character happens. The character building happens. And that's the thing that matters. Another one, my buddy Alan, he says, and I talked to him about these things. You know, we're talking about products versus process. And he says to me, Ed, the process is your product. The process is your product. So that's just another way to think about it. And I'm like, dude, that's, you get my heart, man. You got it. The process is my product. And so as I talk about these things, I want to be able to bring that message to the world. And right now I'm just doing it through robots because that's the hand that I've been dealt. There's a platform there and there's a passion and, and, and I think there's a fit. 
but I'm still figuring that out, right? Like how do we, how do we share that? I don't know, but I think this is helpful for me to just give you a little peek into my heart. My, my hope guys is that as you're listening to this, you know, my, my thoughts, you know, just, just, I'm just thinking out loud that some of it will make sense in this. My hope is that it'll help me actually distill, you know, the, the nuggets, the things that, that will help uh, me share uh, my heart with others through robots. Uh, you know, one of the things I realized that is that this is really my, this is my art. This is my expression and having this platform to be able to just express myself. I, I'm cognizant that, that there may be people listening to this. So there's like an audience, but at the same time, it's just a place for me to express. So appreciate you guys listening again. If you guys have thoughts, I would love to hear from you until next time stay safe and we'll talk later